Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. We are one day away from the start of the 2023 NFL Draft. Eagles pick at 10 and 30. And we're debating offense or defense as we look forward to what they're going to do tomorrow night. And joining us right now to talk about all this is, of course, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenfor on the first night of the draft for the inside scoop on all the best prospects for the Eagles. It all starts tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the free Odyssey app. Baldy, how you doing this morning? Baldy! Hey, good morning, Joe. Hugh, what do you say, guys? Good to be with you. Good to be with you, man. We got one more day before this draft is here. But, Baldy, I've been thinking about this a lot, man. And every year during the draft, there's somebody that sneaks up in, in, in the first round that nobody anticipated going, like somebody jumps to get a guy. Who is the guy that you feel might be that guy this year? Mm, I, think there's, I think there's two, Hugh. I mean, good question. Uh, I would say Joe Chipman at center. Typically centers don't go in the first round, but I think he, he can be an elite player uh, the way Creed Humphrey has in Kansas City. Um, so I think that's one. And then I think, um, I think B.J. Ojolari uh, out of LSU, the edge rusher. Mm. Could uh, could get into the first round, Hugh. He's, his brother starts for the Giants. Uh, he's got really good tape. He's got, you know, he's got some great, you know, qualities about him. But I think those two guys kind of jump off the chart at me right now. Baldy, uh, yesterday you were on with Mark Cerise and talking a little bit about your sit down with Danian Tomlinson and getting to watch a little bit of the film of Bijan Robinson. T- tell us about that and what, through um, Ladanian's eyes, you kind of gleaned watching more about Bijan. So, you know, sometimes you just watch running backs. You just watch them run, Joe, and you're like, oh, that was a good run. Oh, that was a good cut. Ooh, you know, I can't believe you broke that tackle. So we broke it down into categories, contact balance. So, you know, can you run through tackles? Can you run through the arms and shoulders? So you, you watch him, especially if he gets to the secondary. He's a difficult guy for guys in the secondary to tackle. All right? I mean, he drops his shoulder. He's built big from the waist down. He's got power. He presses the hole, Joe. So, you know, what he's looking at is linebackers got to respect that. Guy's coming right, you know, in between the tackles. Linebackers better step up to be able to take him on, and then he bounces it to the outside. So he's looking at the linebackers. And then the thing that really is amazing about him is he runs – like he didn't drop a pass this year at Texas. But when you watch him run routes, like Camaro's a great, you know, route runner. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. This guy runs wide receiver routes. You put him in a slot, in the slot, he's running deep, skinny posts on the safety. Uh, you know, he's running uh, spray fades on the outside against Alabama and adjusting to the ball in the air. He's got a natural feel for where the, the holes in his zones are, and he goes to it. Like, that's stuff receivers concentrate on. And then finally, you watch him in blitz pickup. He's good. LT thinks he could be better with some good coaching, just using his hands better. So we broke it down to four categories and started watching it. You know, game to game to game, I started concentrating on those things. And it really it really kind of turned me around because, uh, you know, LT, is he's, he's super humble. He doesn't brag about himself or anything like that. But, he's, but he knows the position, and he, and he really knows how to kind of categorize these guys. With that being said, Baldy, do you feel comfortable now? If, would, would you be, feel comfortable if Eagles took Bijan at number 10? Yeah, I do. You, and I'll tell you why. Like, I, I just feel like – they got a chance to be elite on one side of the ball right now. Mm-hmm. You, you just signed Jalen. Fantastic. I mean, I think he's the future. I love Jalen. I think we all do. 
Um, but just keep it humming. And if you go get yourself some Osiris Torrance at right guard and get yourself just a big old body mover at right guard next to Lane and Kelsey, like you could keep this offense like scoring 30 a game. Mm. And you put Bijan and you put, uh, you know, Jalen in the backfield, you're running some of the things you do, the, the, the RPO game, the read option game. Like it's going to be difficult. And then, and then, you know, you sprinkle in Rashad Penny and, and Gainwell and, you know, you get the tush push going on every short yards goal line situation. Like that thing could just, that could be as good as anybody in the business right now. Mm. Brian, you know, there, there's, it's for, for years now, the running backs just don't get taken this high, or, or they rarely do, right? And when they do, it becomes a big thing. Do you think the NFL's gone too far with that? I mean, I understand there's value and there's numbers, and they look at how much a second contract costs, but do you think that we've kind of we've lost the balance between great player or, or special player versus positional value? Do you think the NFL as a whole, not just the Eagles, has maybe gone a little too far with that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good question, Joe, and I, I, I agree with you, and here's why. Like, if you had to redraft, say, just Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, they were both second-round picks. Like, why wouldn't you have taken those guys in the first round? They're at the top of the charts in rushing every year. Like, they're the foundation to their team's success is what Chubb and and, and what Derrick Henry has done. But they were taken in the second round because they were, you know, teams were fearful. And so, you know, would Dak have ever been Dak if he didn't have Zeke when he stepped in? Like, Zeke was a really good player those first five years in this league. I mean, really good and in every phase of the game. And Dallas was a good offense in large part because Zeke was back there every day. Now, after five years, whatever happens. I mean, some turn into Emmitt Smith and they play a long time and don't get hurt. And some guys fall off, you know, they fall off. You know, the, the hits and the pounding just, you know, adds up. But for five years, for most of these guys, you're going to get them. Now, look, Brees Hall second-round pick last year, um, you know, he tore his ACL. Maybe he comes back and has a great career. Sometimes it's you got to get that one out of your system and come back and be great. But I don't think you, if you got a great talent, I don't think you can worry because you can't legislate against injuries, Joe. So you don't know who's going to stay healthy and who's going to, you know, get themselves 1,500 carries without missing a beat. You, you just don't know who those guys are going to be yet. Nick Chubb missed a season, you know, in college because of an knee injury, had been hurt since. Brian, when you look forward, as we look for tomorrow night, first uh, you know, first round of the NFL draft here, and you know, Hugh already asked you who could jump up. When you think about the teams near the top, the quarterbacks, um, you know, Bryce Young's going to go number one. Texans at two. Will Levis's name has been out there a lot. Like, what what do you think about when you hear indecision this close to the draft? Do you think this is just stuff that's floating out there, or, or do you kind of wonder if these quarterbacks are that great if these teams don't know who they're going to take? No, I agree. With, I, I agree with the second part of your statement. I believe that people really have questions. They, they, they know there's no Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think any of these guys are, are of that ilk. And so I think the indecision and maybe what Houston is thinking about, because let's face it, Tamika Ryans just came from San Francisco where they went through the Trey Lance injuries. They went through the, the drama with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and here's this Mr. Irrelevant, you know, Brock Purdy pick numbers 262 plugged into a system that was loaded with talent. And D'Amico's like, dude, we could go get Brock Purdy if we get our roster right and we can be successful. Now, not everybody can do what Brock Purdy did. I'm not saying that. But I think D'Amico Ryan's is saying, look, I just left an organization for five years where we juggle these quarterbacks. We try to keep them healthy. Uh, you know, but in the meantime, 
We had the number one defensive football. We had skilled, skilled players at every, you know, offensive position, including, you know, maybe the best tackle and the best running back, all this stuff. And Brock Purdy went eight no's a starter. So I think D'Amico, you know, can sit there in these draft meetings and go, guys, you can take a quarterback. It's hard to win with the rookie quarterback, especially if we're not too sure. You know, Baldy, speaking of quarterbacks, I've been thinking about this a lot, man, because, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about these young quarterbacks, and I have a strong feeling because I haven't heard anybody mention this young man's name in a while, and everybody and their mother was at his workout. Anthony Richardson. I have a sneaking feeling that his name is going to be called a lot higher than any of us anticipated on draft day. Do you feel the same way? I think Shane Steichen's going to take him. At number four, shoot. Like, now maybe they trade up to make sure that they get him. But I don't think – look, you know what, what, what? The whole change in football, Hugh, honestly, even going back to you, when you played or when I played, the whole change is let's put the – it starts in high school. Put the best athlete at quarterback. We didn't used to always do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're putting the best athletes at quarterback. And so we can only take what the college game gives us. And it's giving us Anthony Richardson. They're giving us a freak athlete. Now, nobody thought Jalen Hurts could become what Jalen Hurts is. But, you know, with a good system, good coaching, you know, good talent around him, he became an elite player this year. Like, I feel like Shane Steichen can say, who's coach Philip Rivers and he's coach Justin Herbert. Like, I feel like Shane Steichen saying, give me the best athlete in football. Come on, guys. Let, let's, let's do this. You know, let, let's, let's work with this kid. Let's put our best athletes there. We got Jonathan Taylor. We got Quentin Nelson. We got these guys. Let's 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 stay with the revolution, the the, the revolutionizing of this game, and let's let's go get them, and let's let's work with them, and let's build around them. I I feel like that could very easily happen to you. Great stuff, Baldy. It's going to be fun tomorrow. And unpredictable as always. Maybe even more this year. Eagles with the tenth pick, Baldy. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, and enjoy tomorrow night. It's going to be fun. You're the man. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk there he goes. Soon. Brian Baldinger, of course, from Odyssey, the Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider Call is presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Brian, ba- Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockett for on the first side of the draft for an inside scoop on all the best prospects for the Eagles. It starts tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the free Odyssey app. So that is, Baldinger.